Good morning, my friends. Today is Saturday, the 28th of November, 2020. It is like New Year's Eve. It's the last day of the church year. So liturgically speaking, starting tomorrow, we enter into Advent, which means a new church year. Um, We've been using in the liturgical readings, uh, Eucharistic Lectionary Year A and Daily Office Year 2. So tomorrow we switch over into Eucharistic Lectionary (laughs) Year B and Daily Office Year 1. If you're not familiar with them, basically the readings for the Eucharistic Lectionary, the readings that you read in church on Sundays pretty much, um, have three cycles, your A, your B, and your C. And in this way, you kind of get a cyclical rotation of the readings. So things, it's been a while, things seem fresh, but you're reading a really good comprehensive um, look of the Bible. And then when you pair it with the daily office, which has two-year two cycle, year one and year two, those things really dove together, dovetail together nicely. So starting tomorrow, Eucharistic Lectionary Year B, Daily Office Year One, the beginning of Advent, which I'm so excited for this year. And also it's the Eve of St. Andrew. St. Andrew's feast day is on Monday. So there's a lot going on tomorrow. But today, as so often late, lately, we just wait in hopeful anticipation. Our readings for this morning are Psalm 137, verses 1 through 6, and Psalm 144, Zechariah 14, 12 through 21, Philippians 2, 1 through 11, and Luke 19, 41 through 48. And you guys might have to bear with me a little bit. Um, Normally, I pause the recording a lot do what I need to do, like find a page, have a drink of my morning hot beverage, um, not drinking coffee these days, but that's another story entirely. Um, and I'm trying out some new technology today and I don't have a pause button, which is kind of weird. So you're going to hear a little bit more of the rustling around and stuff than you usually do. And I apologize for that. We'll try it out. We'll see if it's too distracting. If it is, then I'll go back to the old way of doing things. Who knows, maybe it'll make us feel a little bit more like we're physically together. (laughs) God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you. 
opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us, forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise, and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy One is in our midst. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before God our Maker, for you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. The Holy One is in our midst. Oh, come. Let us worship. Psalm 137, verses 1 through 6. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down and there we wept when we remembered Zion. On the willows there we hung up our harps, for there our captors asked us for songs and our tormentors asked for mirth, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How could we sing God's song in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand wither. Let my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth if I do not remember you, if I do not set Jerusalem above my highest joy. Psalm 144. Blessed be God, our rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle, my rock and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield in whom I take refuge, who subdues the peoples under me. O God, what are human beings that you regard them, or mortals that you think of them? They are like a breath. Their days are like a passing shadow. Bow your heavens, O God, and come down. Touch the mountains so that they smoke. Make the lightning flash and scatter them. Send out your arrows and rout them. Stretch out your hand from on high. 
Set me free and rescue me from the mighty waters, from the hand of aliens, whose mouths speak lies and whose right hands are false. I will sing a new song to you, O God. Upon a ten-stringed harp I will play to you, the one who gives victory to kings, who rescues their servant, David. Rescue me from the cruel sword and deliver me from the hand of aliens, whose mouths speak lies and whose right hands are false. May our children and their youth be like plants full-grown, like corner pillars cut for the building of a palace. May our barns be filled with produce of every kind. May our sheep increase by the thousands, by tens of thousands in our fields. And may our cattle be heavy with young. May there be no breach in the walls, no exile, and no cry of distress in our streets. Happier the people to whom such blessings fall. Happier the people whose God is the God, sovereign of all. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Zechariah, chapter 14, verses 1 through 11. I'm sorry, verses 12 through 21. This shall be the plague with which God will strike all the peoples that wage war against Jerusalem. Their flesh shall rot while they are still on their feet. Their eyes shall rot in their sockets and their tongues shall rot in their mouths. On that day, a great panic from God will fall on them so that each will seize the hand of a neighbor and the hand of the one will be raised against the hand of the other. Even Judah will fight at Jerusalem. And the wealth of all the surrounding nations shall be collected, gold, silver, and garments in great abundance. And a plague like this plague shall fall on the horses, the mules, the camels, the donkeys, and whatever animals may be in those camps. Then all who survive of the nations that have come against Jerusalem shall go up year after year to worship God, the sovereign of hosts, and to keep the festival of booths. If any of the families of the earth do not go up to Jerusalem to worship the sovereign, the God of hosts, there will be no rain upon them. And if the family of Egypt do not go up and present themselves, then on them shall come the plague that God inflicts on the nations that do not go up to keep the festival of the booths. Such shall be the punishment of Egypt and the punishment of all the nations that do not go up to keep the festival of booths. On that day, there shall be inscribed on the bells of the horses, holy to God. And the cooking pots in the house of God shall be as holy as the bowls in front of the altar. And every cooking pot in Jerusalem and Judah shall be sacred to God, so that all who sacrifice may come and use them to boil the flesh of the sacrifice. And there shall no longer be traitors in the house of the God of hosts on that day. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle, <clears throat> excuse me, Canticle D, a song of the wilderness. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The deserts shall rejoice and blossom. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. They shall see the glory of God, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weary hands and make firm the feeble knees. 
say to the anxious, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God coming with judgment to save you. Then shall the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf be unstopped. Then shall the lame leap like a deer and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For water shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. The ransomed of God shall return with singing, with everlasting joy upon their heads. Joy and gladness shall be theirs, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, <clears throat> is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. If, then, there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love and sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or, con or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interest, but, the, but to the interest of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though Christ was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking on the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, Christ humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God also highly exalted them and gave them the name that is above every name so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Savior, to the glory of God the Creator. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle O a song of the heavenly city. I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the God of surpassing strength in the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to light it, for the glory of God shines on it, and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light the nations shall walk, and the rulers of the world lay their honor and glory there. Its gates shall never be shut by day, nor, th nor shall there be any night. Into it they will bring the honor and glory of nations. I saw the clean river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. The tree of life spanned the river, giving fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of nations. All curses cease where the throne of God and the Lamb stand, and all servants give worship there. There they will see God's face, whose name shall be on their foreheads. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. The Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Luke. 
Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 19, verses 41 through 48. As Jesus came near and saw the city, they wept over it, saying, If you, even you, had only recognized on this day the things that are the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. Indeed, the days will come upon you when your enemies will set up ramparts around you and surround you and hem you in on every side. They will crush you to the ground, you and your children within you, and they will not leave within you one stone upon another because you did not recognize the time of your visitation from God. Then he, entered, em, <clears throat> excuse me, then he entered the temple and began to drive out those who were selling things there. And he said, it is written, my house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. Every day Christ was teaching in the temple. The chief priests, the scribes, and the leaders of the people kept looking for a way to kill Christ. But they did not find anything they could do, for all the people were spellbound by what they heard. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. I do have a few thoughts on the readings today. I, I feel like the readings today, they tell us about at least a certain perspective of what a place of worship should be. Um, and how we should come to that place of worship. <clears throat> and that we should, as our reading from Zechariah told us, lay down all of our work and make a pilgrimage there. That we should bring, all bring our individual offerings. And this piece gets really metaphorical to me. Um, that the vessels in which we prepare and carry our offerings, and I think of our offerings as offering ourselves, that they are all holy. You know, it talks about every every pot in every house being holy. And I think every, every human. <laughs> and you know, I don't think about <clears throat> the body is just a pot that carries the soul. I think it's it's all, you know, connected and holistically together. But I I still think there's a beautiful metaphor there of when we carry ourselves to worship, we are carrying our worship. We are carrying our off, carrying our offering. And that kind of leads into um, what is in both our Hebrew scripture and also in our gospel reading today, that the house of God its purpose is for worship. Its purpose is not, certainly not for profit, especially at the expense of others. And if we can talk about money for a second, I think it gets a little bit tricky here because, you know, all of the things that the church does, you know, just having a physical place, providing the services that we provide in the community, all of those things <clears throat> take money. And so, you know, every year as we, <clears throat> excuse me, game, make our 
make our pledges to the church and, and pledge to tithe and offer our funds. It's, it's to keep those things going. It's to keep the church itself going and everything that it does. And so, you know, especially having served on vestry and as treasurer of, of a couple different churches, it, it is easier than you might think to get wrapped up in, in the financial, the business aspect of running the church. And so I do think that we need the reminder about what the purpose is, and we need to be very careful of that boundary that financial stewardship in the church means using finances as an, an enabler for the main purpose of the church, which is worship. And we show that worship in our community in, in some ways by providing some things. My, my church here um, has a really great ministry where they, I mean, they have tons of really great ministries, but this one that I've seen in action is, you know, they're a downtown church. So often they have people coming to the church and asking, um, begging. And so they keep on hand uh, like to go bags of non-perishable food and also of toiletry items. And so they give those out and they have those stocked in a particular closet. There are many things like this that, that do take funds and also are a way of, of being God's hand and feet in the community. And I just wanted to pause there for a second and, and say that it's again, a, a, not a question, but a point of prioritization, right? Is, is the church for making the money or is the money for being the church? And I think it needs to be the latter. Otherwise, we get really off kilter. And then finally, and I know we got a little bit out of order here, but in our reading from the Philippian, from the letter to the Philippians, we we hear about how, how we should come to church, right? So we heard that we have to come and we have to lay down our work and come and we have to bring our offerings and that however we bring them, however we bring ourselves, it is holy, right? And I even think about that um, in reference to the way we dress for church. It is absolutely fun to dress for church, but God doesn't care if you come in rags or sweatpants or beautiful clothes and pearls. God wants us there as God made us. And we get to Philippians here. As Christ came humbled and empty and awaiting the filling of the Holy Spirit. And I think all of these things work together to remind us or speak together in harmony, as it were, to remind us here at the end of the church year what church is about and how we should be engaging with church. And so the lesson for me today, as I spend this Saturday doing all sorts of fun things with my son, I'm taking the lesson for, for tomorrow that I need to lay it all aside, lay the work and lay the bias, lay it all down and come empty and ready to be filled by the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Let us affirm our faith together, my friends. Sorry, I'm dropping stuff over here. And you can hear it. I don't I don't think it's going to work out for me, at least not being able to pause. But thank you for bearing with me today. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. And we will use, as we have been, the prayers from the Iona Abbey worship book um, in place of the suffrages and so on. Into your care, O God, we place those whom we love, those for whom we worry, those from whom in time or place where affection we are distant. Into your care, O God, we place what grieves us and what inspires us and fills us with hope. Into your care, O God, we give ourselves. God bless to us our bodies. God bless to us our souls. God bless to us our lives. God bless to us our belief. Let us share the prayer that Jesus taught us in our own language or preferred version. Our creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come. Your will be done on earth as in, as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us in the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. May the blessing of light be upon us, light without and light within. May the moon, sun, and stars shine on us and warm every heart till it glows like a great fire, so that strangers and friends may come in and find welcome. May light shine out from our eyes like a candle set in a window. And may God bless us with goodness and loving kindness. Amen. The Collect for Proper 29. Almighty and everlasting God, whose will it is to restore all things in your well-beloved incarnate, the sovereign of sovereigns and ruler of rulers, mercifully grant that the peoples of the earth, divided and enslaved by sin, may be freed and brought together under Christ's most gracious rule, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A Collect for the Renewal of Life O oh God, Sovereign Eternal, whose light divides the day from the night and turns the shadow of death into the morning, drive far from us all wrong desires, incline our hearts to keep your law, and guide our feet into the way of peace, that having done your will with cheerfulness during the day, we may, when night comes, rejoice to give you thanks. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen.
Let us use as we have been the prayer attributed to St. Francis as the prayer for mission. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Let us now pray interceding on our own behalf and on behalf of others for all that we need today. God, may today be a day of rest, of refilling, a day where we prepare ourselves to begin the journey of Advent with you, where we prepare ourselves for worship. God, let all who are lonely and lost and seeking they do not know what to find you to be found by you and filled with your joy and peace and love now and always. Amen. The Prayer of St. Chrysostom. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. We live without fear for our creator has made us holy, has always protected us and loves us as a good mother. We go now in peace to follow the good road and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen. <laughs>